There's not one guy, one person in the history of this program that's bigger than the program. I have the opportunity to, to the first time I get to lead a program uh, at Oklahoma. Are you kidding me? It doesn't get any better than just, this. The biggest reason is, is just, you know, this is Oklahoma. And uh, Oklahoma uh, is, is um, a special place. Yo, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to Sooner Surge, episode six. And tonight, Friday night of September 2nd, we're doing our first ever pregame podcast before Team 128 takes the field at 2.30 against UTIP. So what overall do you guys expect? Um, You know, what's the three words he uses? Physical. Uh, I, I want to see a physical game out there. Suffocating. Suffocating. Violent, violent, violent defense, defense, um, with a fast, punishing offense. Um, that's really what I'm expecting to see. There's a lot of things I want to see. It's going to be really interesting because I do think we'll see a lot of guys. Um, how about you? I think I'm most interested to see. Well, I'm excited to see the defense, but I'm more more interested to see how this offense is going to look. You know, we're so used to Lincoln Riley in the last seven years of him calling plays. It's going to be totally different. I think it's going to be a little more run-heavy with pass thrown in and big – I think it's going to be big plays in the passing game, which you think about, last two years, I kind of felt since Marquise Brown left, I don't think OU had the big plays in the passing game. No. You know, I mean – Really, the only big plays from last year I can think of come from the Texas game with Marvin Mims. Yeah. And most of them, if so – well, he had the two long ones there. The long ones, yeah. But other than that, it was short pass that was broke. Yeah. Like, very very seldom were they going really much down the field with it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Just like you said, um, how I completely agree. I'm looking forward to everything that this offense does because it's new. And we know what to expect from Brent Venable's defense. They're going to play hard. Exactly. They're going to tackle well. They're going to be fundamentally sound. And I think the defense will have a great performance. But I'm very interested to see the defensive back room, specifically corners, because this is the first time in a while since we've had an actual corners coach. Uh And so I'm really interested to see the Jaden Davis hype we've heard in camp, because it seemed like the past two years we've heard the same thing. He's performed well in camp. He's going to start day one. But it's really can he put it together all on the field. And also – Who's that third corner behind Woody and Davis that we've heard? Is it Graham? Is it Eden? Is it Walker? Is it Colden? Mm-hmm. We don't know, so we'll have to see. Well, the good thing about a game like this, hopefully, yeah. is that you get to see a bunch of people. Yep. And it's almost like this game is a – I mean, the depth chart's out, but this game is a – almost playing like a try. Time. You're playing for your position. Yeah. So I, hopefully they come out there with that attitude of like, hey, every snap counts, you know. Yeah, and, and like you mentioned, you're going to get to see a lot of guys now. One of the things I'm most excited to see is Davis Bevel. We haven't seen him play. We haven't seen how he's going to be in the offense, and I hope we do get an opportunity to get a look at him. I hope we get a look at him. I'm not excited to see him. No, no I'm excited to see how he performs. Well, I'm, I'm excited to see how he performs, but that's I'm not looking forward to. Like, <laughs> I'm not looking forward to when backup get backup Davis Bevel. I think it'll be interesting. Now, what I, hope, what I hope is he gets to play in the whole fourth quarter. At least, if not more. I don't know. Because I think you need to have that in case. That's what I'm saying. I'm doing we have not seen Davis Bell. Like, I wouldn't sound like, oh, I'm so excited yeah, to see Davis Bell. I, I don't know I'm excited. Did I say I'm excited? Bell. Hopefully we end the night with booty. Yeah. Oh. 
But also, uh, another thing we'll have to see is the offensive line because That's, we, yeah. Well, because we found out on Tuesday, Wednesday that Juanita Morris is suspended for academic issues, which we don't really know what happened with that. If it was over the summer or what, so we'll have to see about him. And they listed him first on the depth chart. So yeah. who's it going to be? Tyler Guyton? Guyton. 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 Be sexy. It could be Guyton. sexy. I doubt there's any chance they throw a fr- true freshman. Yeah. Hey, it more. could be sexy time, though. We could get yeah. sexy in, with booty. It's sexton, <laughs> not sexy. It's Big sexy. sexy. Big sexy. But I think it'll be Guyton. Do you think they move Guyton and move no, Harrison yes. over the time? Yeah, yeah. That, Why? Because that protects Dylan's blind side? blind side, exactly. Because I don't think you want to have Guyton over there or Sexton. Who's never, I don't think that Guyton started on offensive line at TCU in college. I no, 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 because he played they back. used them as full, fullback and tight end. Yeah, yeah. But and he never started a game as on offensive line. No, so, so that will, he'll probably be left tackle tomorrow, and they'll move Harrison over to right tackle. If I had to guess, I'm excited to see some special teams. Like, will there be some punt returns? Dude, I'm not gonna lie. I was sitting in there after I got home. I was sitting in my room. And I don't know why. I just have a feeling Billy Bowman is gonna take a kick to the house. Yeah. I don't. So who do you I, think will be the two right back there? Bowman and who? Major. No, I think it will be. It was Bowman and Major on the depth chart, right? No, uh, it was Bowman. Bowman was one of them. Another one was Major or. Who was it? Farouk. It was Farouk. 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 I think Farouk it'll be major. two of those three. Yeah. Unless they throw three back there. But With Mims running punch when back. You, whenever you look at it, though, you could still put Bunkley Shelton back there. You could put Mims back there. Yeah. You could try out Stoops. Guys. Stoops. Yeah. Stoops. You could, maybe even Sacha, potentially. Yeah. Like, you could just try out guys throughout the season. See what works best. Yeah. I, I was watching some of UTEP today. Uh, just some uh, that game versus North Texas, and I will say they have one really good quarterback and a really good receiver. Like they have a receiver who is getting so many big plays. So I'm gonna be interested to see how well Woody Washington plays against them. And North Texas has a really good defensive line. They were kind of getting to him, but not that much. I'm interested to see how well our defensive line. Well, does. UTEP on offense likes to slow it down. Slow it down. Yeah, yeah. they're gonna slow it down. What they want to do is go from. First and ten, they're like second and six. Yeah. And like Venable said, if they get us in second and six, it's going to be a long day. We're and everything runs Nobody wants that, that. Because then it gets third and four. Third, and it's easier third, for them to get. And they can do anything. Yeah, and then you know what? They're running the clock off so much. And you know how those games are. Like Army, K-State, so annoying. Mm-hmm. Tulane last year. Tulane last year. It's just annoying. So you need to get good first down plays on defense. And they are. They're sneaky. They're, they try to run the ball, but they're sneaky. They like to throw it deep to those two guys. Mm-hmm. So, y'all think we get a three and out on the first possession? Yeah, I I think I, I got a question for you. I, I, I got a question for you. This is a bigger question, not the three and out. If we win the toss, do we defer? Oh, dude, I've been thinking about that. You yeah, know, Lincoln always won a ball. Yeah, I think because, we go defense first. Well, because now I feel like there's more trust in the defense. Like well, Venable's a defense guy. He's going defense first. Yeah, yeah. I think we defer for sure. Three and out first drive. I'm, I'm gonna go yes. Yeah, I'm gonna go yes just because the defense is gonna be amped up and wanting to create that play. You know, that starts off the game right, create the spark, the energy play. Yeah. But it's just I'm also also very interested to see is how penalty clean is this team because. Last year, I felt like at times they were 
penalized a lot, especially defensively. Got to be disciplined. From yeah. like stupid, unsportsmanlike conduct penalties that could have been fixed. Yeah. Like there's no, you don't have to hold a receiver whenever he can't go make the play. Yeah, and the like, pass interference was brutal all the time. Oh yeah, I I don't know. I don't think we'll see that again because uh, you know Woody Washington, I, he said it himself. They got a real corners coach last, this year. They didn't have one last year. Yeah. Then also, a couple things we saw, I feel like, earlier in the year last year, especially the game against Texas, was a lot of busted protections in the run and pass game. Yeah. Are those going to be cleaned up? Because now this is Andrew Rams' offense. Yeah. Can he command the offensive line to get them set uh-huh. and ready to play? Yeah. Yeah, I, I want to see what Guyton does out there, if he's going to be the one starting. I don't know. You've really been high on Guyton all off season. One thing I'm one thing I'm really excited to see on defense is I'm I'm interested to see with all the physicality they've had in practice and everything how much better their tackling is. Tackling. I've heard that all off season. How much better their tackling is. Dude, I just want to see us hit some people. Oh, they're gonna yeah. hit. Let's make sure they're tackling. You know what I mean? So let's. I'm interested to see that. See if we're gonna miss tackles from defensive backs or any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I feel like it's crazy. I I feel like we say this all every single podcast, but this off season has been long. I feel like pretty long. It seems like forever. It seems like forever because so much has happened. Yeah, it it seems like forever, but there's a part of me that's like, oh my gosh, it's actually here. Finally here. Finally. Yeah, it's crazy thing. But I'm gonna wake up tomorrow and watch Brent Venables. If you really think about it, I, if you really think about it, I can remember the exact moment sitting in my room on the floor eating my lunch on that Sunday afternoon around two o'clock. I check my phone. Lincoln Riley is going to USC. I can literally remember that exact moment like it was yesterday. Yep, we were my family were driving back from Oklahoma City. We were in the come and go parking lot in Bixby. Oklahoma, I believe, and I see on Twitter a source and I think it was Thamel that said mm-hmm. that Lincoln Riley is going to USC, and I don't, that was the most mad I had been in a long time, but it, I, I, I'm glad everything Now, happened. looking back, if it wouldn't have happened, there's no way OU's ready to go to the SEC in two no. years or next year. There's no way. No. It's too soft. Too soft yeah. of a team. Yeah. So, this is the best thing that could have happened to him. Really? Now you got Thad over here just blowing up the the uh, fundraising. Thad, Daddy. Hundred seventy five million for facilities. You got Thad. You got all the guys he's brought in. The staff. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm ready to roll. Mm-hmm. The new LED light system that's been put in. That's another thing. Oh yeah. The I I wonder if we're gonna hear or see something about a new locker room potentially next year. Well, because I think you're gonna see it do everything. You know, they're building this, like, new facilities with the new... It's going to be, like, for recovery, player nutrition, and a new practice field. Uh-huh. It's supposed to be extremely nice. $175 million, I believe, is the price it was listed at. And they're searching for the architect right now, but I feel like that's just another thing that shows... One, how bought in Joe C. and Joseph Harris are into what Brent Venables and that team Cedar. But I'm really trying to do is take Oklahoma to the next level. Yeah. With this being pregame, do we want to do bold takes um, for the season or for the game? For the season. We have to. 
Bold prediction for the yeah, season. I got one right here. Reggie, Reggie Grimes will lead the team in sacks. Okay. All right, is it me? Yeah. Um, I got two. All right, I have three running backs for over 800 yards. Javante Barnes, Marcus Major, and Eric Gray. Okay. Three. I'm going to go... First time since, I don't know the year, but it's been a long time. OU on the season has a kickoff touchdown, return touchdown, and a punt return touchdown. Yeah. I got another one. You think that's really going to happen? I do. That, that's why I predicted that, that, that really hasn't happened in that long? I bet it's been since like 2005 or 8. Really? Look it up. Punt return. Y'all, I'm going to look it up while y'all, y'all are doing your other ones. All right. Well, my next take, I've said it many times. I said it on the website the other day. I think Marvin Mims is a top five Heisman Trophy Award finalist. Mm. Uh, I feel strongly about that. And I can see that. But I'm really interested in if we actually haven't got a kickoff and punt return in the same season since 2005. Yeah. That, I could see that happening for sure. I feel like this take I have maybe the boldest out of all of them, but... The defense, as a team defense, forces over 28 takeaways, which is over two a game. But when you realistically look at it, in the first two games against UTEP and Kent State, they could force two or three in both of those games. Yeah, I'd love that if that happened. Because under the previous staff, the defense was forcing turnovers, really. I mean, they did. They had high turnover production. Speed D. The I'm looking this up here. The last time an Oklahoma Sooner returned a punt for a touchdown was 2016. Okay. D.D. Westbrook. Yeah, D.D. Westbrook. Was that against Oklahoma State? So now we got to find out when the last kickoff return touchdown. See if I can figure this out, Google. I'm not going to get my other bold prediction. You said it was would Dylan Gabriel being in the Heisman? Is that a bold prediction? Uh, I, I don't think so. Here we go. I got it. The last kickoff return touchdown. What I see on here would be two thousand. And 15, Alex Ross. Well, so, so the last time they've done it. Six, seven years. So wait, what I was correct. The last time there was a punt and a kick in the same year. Guys, I don't. It would have had to have been 2010 or 12. I mean, DeMarco had two in 2000 between his time here. So it's been a long time. Very long time. At least 10 years, probably. So, uh, my second bold prediction, you said I can't use Dylan as Heisman. Let's see. Bold prediction. Is it bold prediction to say OU goes undefeated and wins the national title? Yeah, that's a bold prediction. That's my prediction. All right, well, I I certainly... Natty time! Hey, when you... Are they favored in every game? Yeah. Hey... Whenever you, isn't it the last time 
Oh, you had a left-handed quarterback and some something opened up with Utah. Opened up with Utah. They won a national championship. Went undefeated. Yeah, went undefeated. Won a national. Championship. Hey, let's go. Um, yeah, I, I think after watching Oklahoma State last night, I think our chance of going undefeated skyrocketed. You can't go one game. I mean, go no, one you game. can't go off one. Forty-four game. to Central Michigan. Spencer Sanders Bridge. is going to win the Heisman. Oh yeah! Oh dude. my God! Spencer Sanders just really he had a great game. Spencer Sanders scares me so much. You know, he totally didn't throw two inter- two or three picks against us. Whatever, our coaches were headed out the door. So many times. He, he lit you up last year. Did Did you know? Yeah, he had a great game. He ran the ball all over you. All right, so. Let's go with our tomorrow. I need you to pick one offensive player as an offensive MVP yeah. and a defensive MVP. Yeah, Jackson's over here saying he's already got his offensive player, so let's hear it. My, my offensive player is a uh, guy, you know, earlier in, in the spring, I will admit, I had him as my running back three. But I now I potentially see him being running back one this year, and it's Marcus, Marcus Major. You know, in the spring, we didn't hear much about him, and we found out he was hurt. And, you know, I feel like just the talk we've heard with Brandon Venables saying he's had the best camp out of anyone in the running back room. And we haven't heard DeMarco Murray talk about him in fall camp, and I'm sure he would have high praise for him. I think there's a chance by the end of the year he's running back one. I Dude, really do. I've heard Levy and Venables say it's the best he's been since he's been here. Yeah. I, I, I also think Eric Gray could be that offensive player of the game. Now, part of me wants to sit here and say Dylan Gabriel. Um, I feel like that's kind of a basic pick. Yeah. Um, I so, when you name two guys now, who are you going with? I'm going with Braden Willis. Mm. Okay. I, I, I like that pick. Why, why, is, why is that? I think he has a couple touchdowns. Okay. I'm going to go with Jaleel Farouk as my I like that one. offensive MVP tomorrow. I think Mims could draw some doubles. I think Farouk's going to able to beat his guy pretty easily so uh what about defense defensive mvp let's start with you jason yeah let's start with you i'm gonna go one danny stutzman Mm. i think he's gonna have a pick six tomorrow oh for the lineman he's not a linebacker linebacker linebacker. that's my bad pick six or six or scoop and score he's gonna have a td all right guys uh you know how I made my hot take on Reggie Grimes? Yeah, I'm going with Reggie Grimes, my defensive player of the game for tomorrow. You I know, think he has a couple sacks. Not, you know, not. Me? I'm going to go with the next All-American safety at Oklahoma, Billy Bowman. Let's, uh, let's talk about Brent Venables, all the praise he's got from Brent Venables. True. It's, yeah. He's just said his name four or five times. He said he's the best player on the defense. Yeah, he said he's been the best player on the True. defense. So, I think he's going to have the game. I feel like fans will have a ne- negative look on him based, based on what happened in the second half of the season last year. I don't he, think anyone has a negative look on well, him. Well, they're, they're, they're the fans that did the same thing with Justin Broyles when he had that one bad game. They thought he was the worst player on the team. Yeah, and that's not fair. He got thrown into the fire. Yeah, the two, two of the top receivers in the NFL. Yeah, exactly. And Billy Bowman, he got matched up against... Quentin Johnson last year where he got Moss once, but he's one of the best receivers in the Billy country. Billy Bowman played and every he, single position. Yeah, he was playing out of position, and I think 
Billy Bowman's going to have a monster game. Guys, I, I think he'll have an interception. I agree. Now, is it wild for me to say, over those two guys, I might have someone else who's the player of the game. Yeah. And he doesn't play offensive defense. Turk. Lord willing. Lord willing. It's Michael Turk. Well, I hope not. Well, I don't want well, to be punting all the time. Well, we're punt once or twice. Well, how do you make the player of the game with one or two punts? Uh, pin him up to pin two him yard. one. Player of the game? Two punts where you pin them up to one outline, I think that's where they play. Hey, a punt where you pin them down and then it forces something, it flips the field position? Hey. Well, I'm, I'm all for Mike Turk. In this game, I don't want to see Mike Turk a lot. I don't either. Mm-hmm. But you're going to see him. His new buzz cut. I mean, I don't even know if his name is Michael Turk. I mean, I'm going to call him Travis Kelsey now. That new cut. <laughs> the, um, new, the new cut, baby. New cut with the stash. Um, but, yeah. So, I want to know, not to kind of uh, make it negative, but what type of, like, questions or things you're looking for for this game? Um, well, for me... I think it's got to be in that de- in the defensive end room. And it's not because I think they're bad or anything, right? Because when you – I feel like we've had that guy. Like we've had Nick Benito, Isaiah Thomas. Well, only one out of every five plays, though. Yeah, because that's all they True. They didn't play every day. So they were just kind of like one every five plays. But it, it's like whenever – you knew whenever they were in the game, they were going to – Seldomly they were in the game. But yeah, yeah. yeah. You knew that they were going to make the play. Create the spark where the defense needs a lot, and then go back right. to the sideline, and then go back to the sideline. But now it's who's going to be that guy in the defensive end room? Because can you rely on Grimes and Downs and yes. Stripling and Laulu and Armas and Thomas? These guys, I think you to, can. you rely on on one of them to put up over eight sacks this year? Which Grimes, is, yeah, that's a hot take. I will agree, but like, I don't know who led the team in sacks last year. Nick Benito. I How many did he have? No, I, it may have been. I think him and Thomas. How many did he have? Him and Thomas with the like eight and a half. That's it? Seven and a half, yeah. Well, they only played seven plays a game. It's true. I'm interested to see what happens. Do you remember last year in the Tulane game? Who? What player was it that took? They had like their pads off and stuff. Do you remember that? Do you remember that, Brody? What? Last year at the Tulane game, like at halftime, some of the players had like their pads off. I'm interested to see what would happen if that happened this year. Oh, dude. I don't <laughs> think they'd go back. I think they'd keep the pads had on. on the stair stepper right away. Those are lights. Yep. On the OU Athletics' most recent Instagram post, posted a photo of the new red lights in the stadium. They're looking now, pretty clean. I, I want to see. I do. You mentioned one every five posts. I want to see how much we sub. Yeah, I'm, I'm so interested too. Um, but here we go. Individual statistics, um, defense. Guys, Sacks, this- Isaiah Thomas had eight. Nick Benito had seven. Winfrey was next with five. You're See, right. Eight and seven. I know this is off subject, but I just got to say this because I'm on Twitter right now. Anthony Evans may be the fastest dude I've ever seen. Have you seen his highlights? He just ran a kickoff back. You remember Hollywood Brown fast. This guy's okay. Fast. I heard Jackson no, said Brennan Preston was better. No, that 
Hey, go Brandon, go right now. Look at this. Go look at this touchdown. The kick return. Really? People I, are standing still. He's like flying by. Hey, seriously. Can you imagine what's gonna happen when they put him next to Gibson and Anderson? I mean, no, and we're forgetting of the guy that might be as fast as him is Petaway. Yeah, we got speed coming in next to height. I mean, yeah, and people can't forget it. Keon Brown is coming in. He's not slow at all. He's quick for his size. I mean, so, this dude's insanely well, fast. Speaking while we're on this, let's talk a little bit of recruiting. So. Thursday morning, David Hicks bombed to OU. You know, he's been a guy on, I want to say, a podcast we did a couple weeks ago. We talked about the champion barbecue and everything that went on in that. And I made the comment that I heard that David Hicks went up in front of everyone, dropped a couple tears, and started saying how much he appreciated the staff and the hospitality they gave him. Well, now, Is this that party at the palace? Yeah. Yes. And now we're starting to see, like, does Crystal Ball come after David Hicks to Oklahoma? And I think that just shows, like, talking about the Anthony Evans recruitment, this staff does not lose out on players. They're going to get who like, they want. The only player I can re- re- remember them not getting was, who was the lot linebacker that committed to Georgia? Bowles? Troy, Troy Bowles? That's the only guy that they've lost out on that they've re- recruited very hard. And that's because he committed to Georgia, the former national champions, which makes sense. But this staff is just special. Yeah. Um. Well, the interesting part is like, so David Hicks, Jordan Renown. Jordan Renown. Renown, sorry. The dude I just watched Both last those guys, who do you think, the, I mean, the main competition is what, Bama? And so what, what, what's crazy is like, the, they're not going up against Texas anymore this like this year. It's like it's been years past. It's a level. It's above. Bama, Georgia. It's like yes, the guys they're going after are in that next tier. I watched Colton Vosek tonight. Two, dude. He's a dude. I wouldn't hey. be shocked if he's on the field next year. Hey, hey, I wouldn't be surprised. And I'm gonna give all the credit on this to Parker Dean, but he he he's a guy that's been saying he's going to be surprised if Colton Vosek is top hundred by the end of the cycle. And I think there's a realistic chance too. Me and you saw what he did tonight, bro. Guys, he was in the backfield every single play. Ethan Downs, our Mason Thomas, PJ Adabarwe, Adabarwe, Colton, and Colton Boston, and and Cecilia Connor. Cecilia Connor, and you know who people aren't talking about at all. Who? He's a freshman this year. Cavante Henry. Cavante Henry's another guy that's just going to develop. Clayton Smith. I. Well, well, okay. Let's let's talk about Clayton Smith. For a second. I don't know. He wasn't on the depth chart. Mm-mm, that was interesting. I don't That was very interesting. I don't know where he would have gone. He would have gone. The end, I mean. He, yeah, but he would have gone behind our Mason. Well, okay. it kind of, does it tell you that, I mean. Here's what I think. I think the previous staff put him way behind and affected his confidence. Put him out outside linebacker. Yeah, they put him outside linebacker where he shouldn't have been. True, that's and part of it. It's, it's going to take having, What year while. is he? He's a, he's a redshirt freshman. He's a redshirt freshman. Oh, so he's got plenty of time. Yeah, he's a redshirt last year. I think he'll redshirt again this year. But he's a guy that I feel like we could see next year potentially making an impact. It's just like he's another guy you need to give another year with Schmitty, I think. He needs to get like 15 more pounds. I think he's only at like 255, 260 right now. Yeah. 
Uh, I th- we will get a chance to see him t- tomorrow night. Hopefully. You think? I yeah. do think. Why wouldn't we? There, it's going to be second and third, third string most of the second. Do you want to also want to know what another guy that I'm very in- interested to watch play? Kevin Gilliam. You know, yeah, Kevin Gilliam, yeah. He, he said he's he, in like 298. Yeah, he, he's a guy. We, Todd Bates mentioned him on the coach's couple corner. Times. A couple times. said he's improved a lot. Yeah. And is it going to be him or Ellison for that fifth spot in the defensive tackle? Right? Right, yeah. Because we know the top four, and those two guys are going to be battling out for That's the true. fifth and final spot in that and, room. And, guys, what do you what do you expect of Redmond tomorrow night? Um, I, I think expect, he'll have a good game. I think he'll, we can expect probably to see half a sack or a sack and two or three tackles for loss yeah. from him tonight. Because he's also a guy, speaking of Redmond, Todd Bates said on the coach's corner, he's a guy that's improved so much in the run game and his technique and the way he's playing. Because he was, what, last year 288, 290-ish, now he's up to 298, 300. Yeah. So he's a guy you can expect to make a big difference. And he's a lot stronger. He's put on healthy weight. Yeah. Well, we've said it. We've said these, I think, three podcasts in a row now. I think we do it for the fourth time, the final time. We will have to score predictions for Brent Venable's first game coaching the Oklahoma Sooners. I'm first? All right. Uh, I think it was 70 to 10 you said one time. 70 to You know, that may have been – whenever you look back at it, that may have been a little bit high offensively. But I'm going to go 59 to, to 10. That was my exact score. Really? <laughs> 59 cents? Really? That was going to be my exact score. Fit, that's what I want to say. 59. I can't do the same one, so I'm going to say 55. 56. 13. I was going to say 13 as well. I'll go 14 for you, Tab. 63. 63, yeah. 63, 14. That may have been that score when OU won the national championship. Oh. Against UTEP? Yeah, so, well, 63 Yeah, uh, that would definitely help out, help out your bold prediction. But So, so yeah, it's here tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's so, crazy to think about. I mean, there's some big games tomorrow, too, other than OU. Five big games, at least, right? I mean, yep. we got Oregon, Georgia. I'm fixing to get the schedule. You got Ohio State, Notre, Notre Dame. Dame. You got Utah, Utah Florida. Florida. You All got right. It. All right. Tomorrow we're going to talk about so, big All right. Well, let's all go around the table and make our picks. So I'll start off for what – do we want to talk about the new playoff thing? At the end. At the end? Yeah. All right. Okay. So first it's Oregon versus Georgia. I'm going to take Oregon in an upset. I feel like that's a game that people are overlooking on. So just because they think Georgia won the national championship last year, they're automatically going to be – a very good team. That doesn't mean anything. They lost a lot. They can still be on that championship high. And I think Dan Lanning, he knows how to stop the offense of Todd Munkin. He came up from the – I have Oregon in an upset. Yeah. You asked me two days ago, I'm picking Oregon. But I kind of foresee the game where Oregon puts them on upset alert. Going into the fourth, everyone's like, oh, Georgia's about to lose. I think Georgia edges it out. So I'm going Georgia. I'm going to go a little bit of surprise here. I'm taking Oregon double digits. Okay. Oregon by at least 10 points. I, I don't think people realize what Oregon has returning. 
Yeah. They have a whole offensive line. And they have a okay? really good line. Experienced offensive In my line. opinion. Really good backer. They got some skill positions. They got a good coach. And he's going against his former team to prove something. This is going to be a double-digit win for Oregon. Mm-hmm. Mark it down. Okay. For sure. All right. Well, let's go Cincinnati, Arkansas. Who do y'all got? Arkansas. Arkansas. I got Woo Pig Suey. Utah, Florida. Arkansas. Utah, Florida. Who do you have in Cincinnati, Arkansas? Arkansas. He said Arkansas. Hey, you know what? I'm going to say something about the Cincinnati, Arkansas game. A guy I was kind of at OUJ Hazelwood, right? He transferred to Arkansas. I see him having over 100 yards. He'll be Cincinnati. good. Man. Their quarterback's really good. KJ Jefferson. KJ yeah. Jefferson. And next, we got Utah versus Florida. I'm going to take Utah. I'm going to take. Florida, no, oh. you know. Oh. I'm, taking, I'm going Florida too. No, no, It is no. in the swamp. In the swamp. The, la- the second lot of stadium in college football behind Denver. Hey, this is Billy Napier's first game. It's Billy Napier's first game. Yeah, and they're going to get hurt. <laughs> Anthony Richardson is a good quarterback. Anthony Richardson. Hey, rising's better. Right. Yep, I got Florida. Florida. All right. Yeah, I got on. Utah. Wait, so Utah. before we do the Ohio State game, we Utah's need to make no, I have a game that is going to be surprisingly a lot closer than people think. Houston and UTSA. Look how good it wasn't UTSA. Hey, here's my deal. I'm picking UTSA to win that game, but you know what? I could give a flip about that game. Wait, out of all the games, you're Jackson, Jackson, we're going top five games and you're throwing that one in there. I know. I said that's a sneaky good game. I don't care. Sneaky. What's another game besides Notre Dame or Ohio State? And there's one more. There's one more good game. Is like LSU, LSU, Florida State, State Brian Kelly's LSU, first game. State, there's yeah. also Clemson, Georgia Tech. I'm pretty sure we all go Clemson. Yeah, why is that a good game? It's a Georgia rivalry. Tech's not that bad. No, I think the next. I think LSU, Florida State, LSU. And, and I'm taking Florida State on that. I'm taking oh, LSU. I'm taking it. <laughs> LSU, LSU is in New Orleans. I think it's a blowout in, in the Superdome with those fans. Oh, Twenty. Dude, who's that guy? Who's number eleven for TCU? That's number. Is that? That's not Quinn Johnson. Did you see no, that guy's no. moves? Sorry, hey. guys. We're watching. We have TCU on. I have TCU on. I don't know. Darius, Darius Davis. Davis got some moves. Okay, hey guys. We got game? some Big Twelve football to talk wait, about. Wait, wait. Let's make this last pick. Last first. pick. Ohio State Notre, Notre Dame. Notre Dame. Now, you can I'm go first. I'm going first, guys. I'm the talk about Ohio State is high. They're on the rise. Everyone thinks they're going to be in the national championship. Let me take Notre Dame. Whoa, 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 take whoa, 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 If you go back to it, hey, listen, listen to hey, episode five of the podcast. Let me, let me this Notre man had Arkansas and Tennessee over Notre Dame, and he said that this is going to be a 40-point win. What, what, 40-point win for Arkansas. I can, or for Ohio State. I can we're pull not up talking the about Arkansas. We're talking about Notre you Dame. You said Arkansas is better than Notre Dame. They are. And, oh, so Arkansas is better than Ohio State. I'm not saying Notre Dame is going undefeated. You think Notre Dame is going to beat Ohio State? I think this game they're going to win. Give me Ohio State. Get, give me Ohio State in a 30-point win. Give me Ohio State in a close one. It'll at least be a close game. I'll say that. Do you know what? I think this is the game where C.J. Stroud's going to show why he's a Heisman. He's going to make – He showed it all year last year. He's going to make big play. <laughs> did you watch well, the Rose Bowl? Bryce Young won the Heisman. Did you watch the year. Rose Bowl, Jackson? Yeah, I did. I did. Okay. I did. I did. But did C.J. Stroud win the Heisman? No. I got hey, a question. Exactly, and I said this is going to show but why. Who did they, they lose to last year? Didn't they lose two games? I got a question for y'all about um, uh, that kind of about that game. 
Will that game be as good as the game we watched last night, Pitt versus West Virginia? No. That'd be hard to live up. That game last night was really good. Yeah. I, I was impressed with West Virginia and Pitt. JT Daniels looked good last night. He and so did that their wide receiver they got. Yeah. That's going to be a tough game in Morgantown. Chandler Morris. Oh. He's a He didn't catch it. He was out of bounds. bounds. Who do y'all got? I mean, I think TCU wins this game. I have Colorado at home, I think. I did. I want TCU to win, but I think Colorado may win. All right, before we get off here, we got to talk about the big news of the day. Big news. It finally happened. We got an expansion of the playoff system. And this is – we got kind of an argument here because when it first There's happened – There's no argument. 12 teams is great. Oh, well, over here to my right, he does not think it's great. No. He, he immediately said, this is stupid. What a joke. What, Can you what, explain? What, yeah, what, what, Listen, what do you okay. elaborate? First of all, I'm a f- more fan of the eight-man playoff over the 12-man. Well, it's a team, but what, what do you think – it's not a man. The 12-man one. Team. They're, they're, it's they're team. 18. 18. What did I say? 8-man. 8-man. Oh, 18. Okay. So the 18, right? I like the 18 because... Hate it. It's the best... Obviously, it's going to be the best 18 teams. But I feel like... This five, will be the best 12 teams. 5 through 8, there's not much of a drop-off usually. And one, one, 1 through 4, there shouldn't usually be that much of a drop-off, but there always is. Okay. And I feel like it would be more even throughout. And then if you put the one seed versus the twelve seed, the one seed is most likely going to. They're not doing one seed. versus twelve. Really? No, it's you. No, it's one. Top four, one, get, top four get a bye, oh. and then five, six, seven, eight get home. And guys, look, so, we see teams lose to teams all, every yeah. year. Who knows what's going to happen? The, hey, pull I, up the top twenty-five right now. Yeah, what's let's hypothetically say. What's the top twenty-five right now? So if that happened, we'd be what nine. Baylor ten, OSU twelve. Well, no, let's see. Let's see what the top five, top four are right now. We got. I know the top four: Alabama, Georgia, Ohio oh, State, U- is it Utah? Notre Dame. No. Who's number four? Oh, it is Clemson. Yeah, it is Clemson. All right, so those teams would get buys. So, so who's five? Utah. Utah. Who's twelve? Oh, OSU. You, I think you Utah would destroy OSU. Okay, but wait, that's a, ma- that's a good matchup. That's a good okay. matchup. That's a good matchup. What's six eleven? Six, eleven. Six is A and M versus eleven. Baylor. Baylor. Oh, great matchup in Kyle Field. That would be awesome. Wait, is Baylor eleven? I thought they yeah. were ten. No, they're eleven. Yeah. Who's ten? I thought no, Baylor's ten. Wait, who's eleven? Oregon. Oregon A and M. That's a great matchup. So in in A and M. So you got ten seven. Who's that? 10-7, that's Baylor versus Utah. Notre Dame is... That's wait, a good... Then it would be us versus Notre Dame, I believe. Notre, Notre no, Dame... It's five. Yeah. So it would be Notre Dame versus... 11. OSU. Oh, OSU. And Notre Utah. Dame. Utah versus Baylor. And OSU. No, it would be Utah versus Oregon. Utah, Oregon. Yeah. And then you'd have OU versus... Michigan. In Michigan. Who would want to see that? You know, I feel like that's good, but I don't know. I'm just not a fan. So then you would have Bama, if they're one, they're going to play the winner of 5-12. Who would that be again? They would probably take 8 or 9. Who's, who's winner? 5-12. Bama would probably have to play 8 or 9. I don't think they would put them up against the 5 seed. 
No, you're probably you, the five that's seed. true. Eight nine. Who's eight nine? Oh, you Michigan. So Ooh. you have Bama versus OU first round. Oh, that's good, man. I don't. I don't know. It makes that. it tougher in a national championship. I get what people are saying. The regular season now isn't as valuable. One, it still is. It is still. Two, valuable. it makes it harder to win a national championship. You're winning what three games as opposed to two. Well, the one thing that I don't like about it is the increased schedule. It's it's one more game. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Yeah, if you, if you no, make the playoffs every year. national championship, it's one more. Really? Yeah. Like right so now, there's two. The playoff, there's semis and, and finals, right? There's just one more. There's just one Wait, more round. Are you counting the conference championship in this? Yeah. So Wait, no, there is. You have your first round, which there would be 12 teams. Some get buys. Yeah. Second round, you would have four of them eliminated, which would leave you at eight. 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 Then you four play more. four. So that's third. Third game. So there is two extra games. If you were if you were like five through twelve. Yeah, but who doesn't but, want extra college but, football? Well, take but, a non-con game out. No. Take one of these UTEP Kent State games out. See, but well, that's like, gonna have to be the OSU game. For I, and I think you okay. take the conference championship. I if you like the twelve-man playoff, one, one thing that I like is we're not gonna see all these star players opting out of their bowl games. You know. That's true. They're gonna to want to stay and play for the national. But think about the money. Yeah. Think about the money you get. All these home games for these. Oh schools. yeah. I mean, I mean, guys, Cincinnati made it last year. I mean, you can put an at-large team in, or not at-large, well, a group of five team in there now as a twelve seed if they have to. You can yeah. put two group of five teams in there. I don't potentially. Potentially. I, I think it's, I'm all for it. I'm all for it. I think it's good. When is that? Twenty twenty six. I thought it was. Uh, they're gonna start in twenty four. It will. Uh, here's it will start at 24. 100%. I'm not the biggest fan of it, but I feel like it's something that is going to grow on me. Guys, just like things. It's the year 2024. Jackson Arnold or Nick Evers leads the Sooners through that uh, gauntlet of a playoff bracket. First time champions. Um, I had this conversation with somebody today, and I've had it a few times. When OU moves to the SEC, who is the team you want them to play? There's three teams. Who would you want them to play every year? What's Look, Texas, 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 Missouri. I feel like just because it's close. Missouri, local. Then it's Missouri. Then I feel like I want to see Arkansas too. Well, I think Texas and Arkansas are for I sure. I think Florida. I don't know um, about Missouri. A and well, I'd rather see well, A and I'd rather see A and M, A and M, or LSU. Yeah, I'd rather see one of those. I think it'll Missouri. end up being Missouri. Here's what needs to happen. The SEC needs to go claim off the ACC, get Clemson and uh, Florida State. Florida State? Yes. Send Missouri pack into the Big Ten. I'd go get Pitt after. I think their program's training. Go, Missouri needs to go to the Big Ten. Uh, Narduzzi, yeah. Missouri needs to go to the Big Ten. I mean, They're a Big Ten school. It's a free win. It doesn't matter. It's a Big, big Ten. I, I'm... I'm excited to see what the schedule looks like. I'm great. Did you hear Josie said no USC game? Yeah. Guys, what if they made the playoff this year? I know you made it. They played. I, can you wait? What do you think happens tomorrow at five o'clock when USC plays? What do you think the I score? Did you hear Rice's was? coach? Yeah. What did he say? He, he said, said. He said. He said they don't know what's coming for them. No. <laughs> That's what he, I'm watching that game. Is that on TV? Yeah. It's five o'clock. Yeah. Dude. Network. I just want to see Lincoln over there, stand there with. <laughs> Sunglasses, sunglasses, gray hair, balding, balding. He's gonna have his play sheet up here, big play sheet up here, or it's gonna be a little one, little bitty, little bitty play sheet. 
Guys, and we're going to watch the most overrated quarterback in okay. college No. We're going to just watch Caleb Rice. Williams. We're going to watch Rice do exactly what Central Michigan did. I just, hope, I just hope Caleb no, Williams. I just actually, hope. actually, I think this being a mirror of what Tulane did us last year. Well, we had all this hype, you know, us being the fourth best team to win the national championship. Oh, because Vegas thinks USC with three players can take the national championship. No offensive line or defense. I'm just know? wondering who Caleb Williams is going to have to steal the ball from to win the game. <laughs> he's going to take it. Which running back is he going to take it from? <laughs> he's going to have to take it from Jordan Addison. Travis Dye. Yeah, Travis Dye. Yeah. He's going to have to do miraculous things for him to win. So, guys, this is our pregame podcast. Tomorrow's the day. It's here. Let's and do it. Tomorrow night, after the game. Post-game. Post-game podcast. Uh, and it'll be out right after the game. Um, so... One word for what you're hoping to see tomorrow. Each of us will go, and then we'll be done with this. I'm going to go last. Cause I'm going to say physical. I was going to say that exact thing. I'm going to go punishing. I'm going to go discipline. Mm. See if the discipline is truly different. That's right. Physical, punishing, discipline. All right, All right. that is our first pregame podcast in episode six of Sooner Surge. Now, episode seven will not be the postgame podcast. Tomorrow night, we will have our first ever postgame podcast right after the game. All right, enjoy your football this weekend. Peace.